0: I'm Jennifer Campbell. I'm Karen Corgan. And I'm Kelsey Litchfield. Welcome to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, brought to you by the Global Ag Network.
1: This podcast is where we plow through the manure online and discuss what's currently going on in agriculture.
0: From the good stuff to the
2: rough stuff, we may not always be politically correct, but we're definitely honest. Hey guys, welcome back to Girls Talk Ag. Uh, Anybody else a hot mess today? Because I freaking am.
0: Yes, very much so. I would say, actually, for maybe the first time this week, that's a negative ghostwriter, but the day is still early. Yeah, well, maybe
1: the whole country is going to be a shit show by the evening, but we'll see. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. It's one of those days I'm glad to be stuck out kind of in the middle of nowhere in a tractor where I don't have to deal with anything. Mm-hmm. like a little bit ago i was literally almost in tears and then i'm like pull your shit together jennifer you're a badass you can do this and then i laughed at myself and then i just went my day so
0: sometimes i have to tell myself to cowboy up <laughs> i like tell say that to myself mentally i'm like yeah i'm not a cowboy or a car, or a cowgirl but i'm gonna tell myself mentally cow, cowboy the f up and let's get going and see uh, I, have I have to just- tell my people that you go to jail for murder
2: Okay, so we have a couple things. Anybody else have a snack this morning? Because I'll be honest, I had to grab a snack on my way out the door. I have caffeine. And I'm gonna, well, I think I had too much caffeine, so I decided I need something in my stomach. So the other day at the Walmart pickup, I got uh, you know one of those little bags of free samples that they give you. Mm-hmm. And as I'm a hot mess walking out the door, I grabbed this bag of, I don't even know, Vic crackers, goldfish. And I like wanted to cry because that was my snack for the morning and it was tomato. Food, but I had to stomach it down anyway. But guys, what was it? it tastes what was like it? tomato soup and grilled cheese.
0: What was it you cut off there? They what was it again? Goldfish that tastes
1: like tomato soup and grilled cheese.
2: Yeah, they're veggie goldfish.
0: Ew. Okay. <laughs> Bristol's face, if everyone could see it right now. <laughs>
2: Oh, anyway, I was disgusted to Bristol, it sounded gross, <laughs> and they taste like goldfish and tomato soup,
0: What mm-hmm.
2: people don't like what I do, I was cool with that.
0: I don't okay. like tomato soup, too. Uh,
2: before we get into the really good stuff, Bristol has some jokes for us
3: this morning. All
1: right, here we go, go with your first one.
3: What do you call a sleeping bull? A bulldozer.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> what do you call a cow with a twitch? Beef and jerky. <laughs> so I told the cow, anyone wants. I told the cows, anyone wants some coffee, and one of them said, "I'll have a decal." A decal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like the cow theme jokes. I w- I'll stick with those.
1: Now Bristol's got to go clean her
2: room. Yeah, I guess.
0: Oh. <laughs> you, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> We've
2: had snacks and jokes. Yep. Tell us
3: what's
0: next, I'll I want to introduce our guest today. Go ahead and um, tell us who you are and all that good stuff.
3: My name is Shannon Wessels, and I'm from Watsika, Illinois. My family farms and ranches. So I have an older sister, Sarah, and her husband Jordan. Jordan helps my dad full time and then I help when I can. I work part time in the soil and water office in New York County. And over the I've been married for 3 years now, so over the last 3 years I've tried to find a balance between helping my dad and helping my husband because for about a year and a few months after college I helped my dad full time because I didn't have a job yet. So it was really hard for me to go from helping my dad every day to then being in an office and it's only three days a week so for a lot of people that doesn't seem like a lot but when i was literally doing farm stuff every day of the week it was hard to be in the office and so then I figured that out but then that same year i got married and so it was hard to figure out that balance because i was at my parents farm which mm-hmm is only about 20, 30 minutes from my husband's home base. But a lot of times he was getting home before me and wanting dinner and with laundry and house stuff. It was really hard to get home and get everything else done. Mm-hmm.
0: So that's, that's what my- that's what intrigued me the most. You, you had messaged me on Instagram to say, hey, I'm a Girls Talk Egg follower. I love listening. And mm-hmm. you gave a little bit of your life story. I thought, I wonder how many others, there's probably plenty out there, they're just in a position like you. They're a farmer's daughter and they try to help and have an allegiance, you know, to their, their own family. But then they married into a farming family and therefore a farmer's wife. And then they have an allegiance to that family as well. So it, I imagine it's hard to find the balance in both of them. And they probably don't do things the same at all. Yeah,
3: yeah It's so my family has always stopped for lunch. When, I, when we would bring lunch out to my dad it was, we stopped, we ate, and then we got going again. Mm-hmm. And I started when I was dating and I'd bring him lunch and we didn't stop. He just kept going. And I was like, why well, can't we bring you soup in the tractor?
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Because He can't hardly eat it. But, um, so that was a different thing to figure out too. And my husband always jokes. He always wants me to drive his longer cart for him. I said, Absolutely not. I'm a Conley Farms employee, not a Wessels employee.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So <laughs> that's always been a joke between us. Like, no, I'm not your employee. <laughs> um,
0: how, how talk about the communication? You said um, communication has been key to being both. Um, talk about that, and just how how have how has communi- communication tr- helped you transition into being a farmer's wife?
3: Well, let's just say, first of
1: all, she's not just two things. She's a farmer, a farmer's wife and a farmer's daughter, which makes it
3: even more. I don't know about you guys, but the farmers that I deal with change their mind about a thousand times, especially my dad. So it's um, important to figure out where you're going to be and what needs to get done. So I can kind of figure out, I can spend this amount of time helping this person and then I can move over to this place or I can't leave this spot until I move Weston or I just have to get lunch to Weston and then I can help you. Mm-hmm. So just basically saying, this is when I can help you. This is when I'm available. And it seemed to help. And my dad's been really great with trying not to ask help when he knows that Weston's maybe not, might be moved or whatnot, mm-hmm. but how long have you been married for? It'll be three years in December. Okay. So and every we, every
0: year has it gotten better
3: or worse? <laughs> it's gotten better. So we've been together for 10 years. Okay. Married almost three. And every year it's gotten easier, but I also feel like my dad's asked a little bit less, mm-hmm. which kind of makes me sad a little bit. But it's, I think, all part of trying to figure, figure that out.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, right
1: not like you guys are next door. I mean, 20, to 30 minutes,
3: that's a long haul in between f- places. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's like between the different home bases, like the farms. My parents actually only live about five minutes from me or six miles, um, maybe like 10 to 12 minutes, but it, there's no straight way. So I'm actually closer to my parents than they are to the farm because it's over where my dad grew up. And they now live where my grandparents built a house. And I'm pretty lucky that my dad is buddies with my father-in-law. So it's, that helps too. I think that he's always wanting to help or if Weston can help my dad, they try and trade help if they can.
0: How do you balance all these roles? So being a farmer, farmer's daughter, farmer's wife, and then working part-time, how do you balance everything? That sounds, sounds like quite the balancing act.
3: Yeah. Um, I think my family's just really great. My mom works full-time in the hospital too. And like this summer between me and her, she had a pasture, she checked and I had a pasture down the road I checked. And it's a lot of communication, just calling Mm -hmm. and saying, Hey, I got this done or, Hey, I won't get this done. And right now that's with the hydrants with it getting cold at night. So I'm, called my dad yesterday hey did you get the hydrant turned on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's a lot of just probably over communication but it's just saying divide and conquer right yeah yeah i guess that's how it gets done One of the things you mentioned
0: to me, we talked a little bit back and forth on Instagram was having a set group of friends that you can relate to. I bet that has really helped. Do you have any, do you have other friends that are in the same position as you?
3: Actually, one of my good friends just got engaged recently. I had, we went to a baby shower, then a winery and I was kind of basically before I messaged you, I was just saying, I love this podcast and this is what I had gone through. And Crystal, she said that I'm going through that right now, too, because both of their family's farm and pretty much everyone else, I think, that are married, um, their significant other helps on their farm.
0: So it's always good to have a group good group of friends, and then also just someone you could probably rant to. You probably can't rant too much <laughs> to your husband and to your dad, because I w- I was looking at something yesterday, and they say, be careful what you say under your breath, because then you might be forced to say it louder <laughs> if they can even hear anything you saying anything, so I think it's always good, and with this podcast, Girls Talk Ag, there's so many facets that we talk about, but I just thought your story was so interesting, and many can relate to um, having to be a farmer's wife, farmer's daughter, being a farmer itself, and I can't relate to the farmer's wife part right now, but being on the other side of it, I can only imagine the difficult part, but you probably wouldn't trade it for anything in the world.
3: No, I I love the farm life, and so and I thought, oh, I, even when, after we got married, I said, I can't imagine people that marry into this life, because it it is difficult, but just like I said, I never thought about the two farms and how I always helped to not really helping, to helping sometimes. So every farm is
2: different. I was intrigued by your, a couple of things. Your um, talk about how you stopped for supper um, or dinner, lunch with your dad's family. My family, uh, when I was growing up, my mom filled the back end of her station wagon with a three course meal. I mean, she had everything. And so when we first got married, Chris and I, I'm like was super excited because I was going to be that wife who had the great meal and I got so many weird looks mm-hmm. um, when I brought food to the field. They're like, oh, we can't eat that on the go and we'd need an afternoon nap if we ate that. And I'm like, oh, so, you know, my mother-in-law dropped sandwiches off and we just keep working and I'm like... Oh, okay. I mean, I can remember being a kid and how much I loved, um, stopping and getting to eat with my dad and, um, my kids didn't get that experience. Now, on the other hand, we didn't ride with my dad or help my dad a lot. And our kids since day one have been in tractors. And so you kind of have to go through, I can't believe how different farms operate. Mm-hmm. um,
0: not one is the same. Like it's not, nothing's going to be exactly the same. Everyone has their own way of doing things and, and you have to adapt.
2: And I guess I was really naive because I just expected it to be the same. I was, <laughs> it was just going to be the same. And it was, Um, it was a shocker and you spend a lot of time going, well, that's not the way my dad did it. And then now you're kind of like, if you go someplace, you're like, well, that's not the way my father-in-law and husband do it. Um, very complicated yeah and and like i said i can't imagine like i didn't work on our family farm growing up so for you to have worked there then married into a farm that works completely different and have to be split between the two and have to know both habits of what's going on that and and your soil and water job dude
3: you've got it going on Mm -hmm. we'll say that um with my husband's farm I'm a lot more like I move them from field to field a lot more I don't really help as in depth as I do with my dad and um like this past harvest I would look at my husband and say I miss my dad I have not seen my dad in like five days just because I was so used to seeing him so much I don't know I just with my dad I help mostly with the cows and Uh, in the fall, I would always help with like the auger cart and what have you. But yeah, I guess another hard part was just not seeing my family, you know, as much as I had, because I would see them almost every day. But it's, I'm, yeah, I'm a lot more in depth helping with my with my dad than with my husband. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably just like a something I don't realize I do. But I don't know if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. How has being, um, a farmer's daughter, you say helping your dad, how has that prepared you to the current stage of life that you are in now?
3: Oh gosh, I'm not really sure. Um, I've never really thought about that, but I guess with my dad, it's a lot of like thinking ahead of him. And if it's just, if we're working on a fence, it's going to the ranger to get the tools out that he's going to need next. Mm-hmm. And it's trying to figure out, I guess, that next step. So I'm always trying to think ahead on different things, depending on what situation I'm in. Or with Weston, it's always, you know, with my dad, when do you need moved? Mm-hmm. Uh, in one hour. Okay, so I have time to get this, this, and this done at home, and then I can leave. Or mm-hmm. I don't have time to start dinner, so we're going to eat dinner late because... I have to go get you in 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. I can't have dinner halfway cooked on the stove. So. I relate to
0: that so much because I'm the planner, my family. Okay. Okay. What's tomorrow? What are we going to do here? And stuff. I, maybe it's just because we're females. I don't know, but I really resonate what you just said.
3: (laughs) Yeah. So I guess time management too. uh, And like I said, communication, if you, I'm a big believer in if you don't say what you're thinking I don't know it yeah. so it's with the guys it's really hard sometimes I look at lesson and I said you need to speak to me
2: <laughs> I don't know what you're yeah.
3: thinking yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god Chris is so pissed at me right now he's sitting in the truck with me and when you said <laughs> if you don't say what you're thinking I don't know and he was like You're kidding. You spent years saying I should be able to read your mind. (laughs) Oh my God. He just flipped me off.
0: I wish people could see the video version of this right now.
3: (laughs) I'm a big talker. I, and I, if I'm feeling a certain way, everyone's going to know I don't hide anything. I just, it's what it is for me. I'd rather over-communicate and, you know, there's been a lot
0: of instances where things have not been communicated and then therefore people get frustrated, they get flustered, they get angered. And I'm just like, that could have been avoided if we communicated this. And I just, I'm the communicator of our group. So I want to know what we're doing. For instance, the combine broke down the other day. Okay, what's the plan to get it up to where it needs to be fixed and things like that and I, I, it just frustrates me sometimes, but sometimes I just know that I just need to be quiet.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not,
0: you know, and not and not try to act like I'm trying to be the boss or anything. But um, I think time management's a big one in that as well. so I, I really resonate with what you just said there.
2: I don't ever give people advice. i I said the other day on social media that I um, am fifty years old. I've been a uh, farmer's wife, a farmer's daughter for 50 years, a farmer's wife for almost 30, a farm mom. Um, I blog about food, but I don't feel qualified in the least to give anybody um, advice or tell people how to do things uh, because it changes daily. I mean, life changes, situations change. I mean, you and I are both farmer's daughters, farmer's wives. And we found out in our own lives that even those two things are so different that it's hard to give someone else advice on how to handle those situations. Um, you said finding a group of friends helped a lot. And, and I think social media has done that. Um, because before social media, I mean, you relied on the people around you, which were great, don't get me wrong, but they weren't ever in the exact same situation to even be able to talk it through with
0: that and just what you just said there to jen no to be able to give advice because every situation is different it's good to be able to talk about it with each other and maybe recognize what they're doing about a certain situation that might help in your own sense of way um, we've talked about this over and over, having peer groups and stuff like that. We talked about, um, you know, just like during COVID or during when there's something that's just not going your way, having that go-to person to be able to talk about how things are going. And I think that goes back just to the communication part. We're never in this alone. We should always have someone to talk to about the difficulties and the victories that are going through. So what? good has come out of this, I guess, is being a farmer's daughter and a farmer's wife. Have you found a new
3: um, respect for for both of those roles, I guess? Uh, definitely. Um, like I said, I thought I was like prepared to be a farmer's wife. I'd watched my mom do it my whole life. Uh, it's just ingrained in my childhood. And it definitely knocked me down a few pegs. Like. You just can't assume everything is gonna work out. You've got to be ready for the, the hurdles for you to go over, I guess. Um, so I guess just taking a step back and realizing not to rush everything and just kind of let it happen. Some it's not as sexy as it looks. I suppose we it's should. Definitely tell you not. Yeah.
0: It's definitely not as sexy as it looks. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you ever called your mom crying? And- telling
3: you love her because you don't know how she did it I definitely, I, I, definitely you know. said I, I don't know like I don't know how you did it and especially because my mom lost both of her parents very young and my dad lost both of his parents and so I haven't had grandparents for the most most of my life and as much as I rely on her And my dad, I just have told her, I said, I don't know how you do it or how you did it. Because if I need her to come let my dogs out, she does it. Mm -hmm. You know, if I, I've had her bring lunch to my husband before, because I've been at work and I couldn't do it. Or even my father-in-law has uh, diabetes and he needed something to eat. And I listened to call me and I said, I, I can't get there fast enough. So I called my mom and she brought him some candy. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it's an appreciation that you don't get until you're adult. It makes you a little bit sad that you, that it takes 20 some years to get that appreciation for your parents. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it does. Um, and, and maybe I've found maybe that's the way life works. Like my mom's always said things like, Oh, you have no idea. Like she didn't share every single hard time with us. And, and I guess that's what parents do. Um, Although my kids would differ because they probably think I share every single moment with them. (laughs) Um, But I think that's what what parents do, what people do. I mean, I think that a lot of times people say like on social media, I always go back to that, like some people only show the highlights and it's really tough. And I kind of hope that I I don't want to share every single hard moment with my kids, but I want them to know why isn't easy it's just mm-hmm. not it's, it's okay to hide on the kitchen floor and, and cry if you need to because it's a coping mechanism
1: mm-hmm. Crystal asked me why do you spend so much time in the bathroom and I said because I'm hiding from you guys
2: yeah I mean like for real I mean at least you're honest with her I mean I mean yeah everybody needs a break
0: I do that, but with my dog. <laughs> I hide from her.
2: I, like a dog you can send outside. I tried that with my kids once. Go outside. It was one winter and they it was snowing and they'd like, went all dressed up in their snow clothes and then go outside. And then five minutes later, they'd come in. And then five minutes later, they'd want out. Well, the third time I locked the door behind them, I had these three kids staring in the window. Mom, we're cold. I'm like, you'll be fine. <laughs>
0: Hmm, I think I've that happened to me maybe once or twice too.
2: Oh, <laughs> good. So your mom and I are alike.
1: Thank yeah. God. I use Jen's famous line, we don't go to the hospital for stupidity all the time. Oh.
2: <laughs> that is that. I guess I don't have any advice for you, but what I'm going to say is is that looking back, it's the times that make the good times better. It all makes you stronger. And if you find yourself doing something that is just not making you happy, figure a way out of it um, or let that piece go. I know that sounds easier said than done, but um, because like I tried to let Chris go one time and he wouldn't go anywhere. So, but whatever, Just <laughs> flips me off. <laughs> Little does he know, I do that behind his back all the time. That actually is a, that's actually a very stress relieving moment when the person who pisses you off turns around and you just flip them off.
3: (laughs) I did that to my husband, except I made a face at him, except I forgot that he was facing a mirror and he could see what I was doing. So that didn't really work out for me then, but.
0: (laughs) Well, he knew. You got to take out the frustration just to look how we're laughing now you got to have those fun laughable moments you know because things do get pretty stressful um, in agriculture especially during the busy seasons, such as what we are in now so I'm like to be honest I can't offer any advice but if if I were in your situation you know it's a good situation to be in, but it can be stressful at times, but just know, I think balance and communication, which it sounds like would be my go-to, you know, communication over communicate. Um, It's a way to um, just work out those situations when you are stressed and trying to make both sides happy, if you know what I'm saying. Back to
2: that, Kelsey. I think sometimes you have to realize not everybody's going to be happy in every situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's part of what drives some people on the brink of insanity. Is is that you try to make everyone happy, and no one ends up being happy. Yeah, you have to figure out your limits and um, enforce them on yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is probably the hardest thing a person has to do is figure out their limits and then force themselves to work within those limits. Um, You know, like being pulled three different places, you know, your dad's needing help, your husband's needing help. And and like you say, you're in town three days a week, trying to do that job and make all those people happy. Um, And it's hard to draw that line with, with a cell phone in your hand and people constantly texting and calling you. Oh, I need this or, or grab this. Well, today's my day in town, you know, and you personally then feel guilty because you can't, can't do it all. And we just can't. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And that's easy for me to say, I don't practice what I preach FYI.
3: Yeah. (laughs) I feel like my dad is really he's done a lot and my mom too to try and make everything you know as kosher as they can and the transition better and it's it's a learning progress for everyone you know i think that's it
2: i think we need to remember that it is a learning process like and it's a continual learning process like you know being flexible and like today we can't work or today we can, or we weren't gonna work, but now we are, or, you know, and again, I don't practice what I preach, but it comes out really good. Yeah.
0: It's a good reminder for ourselves, right?
2: Yeah. I need that tattooed on my hand or something.
0: So I guess one of my last questions I want to ask, what has been the best part about being a farmer, a farmer's daughter and a farmer's wife?
3: The best part? All the time I can spend with my family. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't really want to bring this up, but with the whole lockdown, when it was happening, we weren't really locked down because we had to work cattle. We had to vaccinate all Mm -hmm. of our calves. And so, and farming really hadn't started yet. Weston was still doing other, some other stuff, but so I've, I get a lot of family time and yeah, sometimes it's split between both both sides of it. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm pretty lucky to get to see my immediate family quite often.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: and I think
2: I think that's true. When lockdown started, people were like, "Oh, well, we don't get to see our our kids, don't get to see our grandparents." And I'm like, I for me, that was that was hard to grasp because we quarantined, so to speak with more people than most, because like you said, when you're doing inner household and agriculture things, there isn't just your house to consider. You, you work as a family. And so, you know, it was very, it was a very different experience, I think.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm so close with my parents and I would say I have a good relationship with Weston's family too. And I mean, we're just so close knit and, for the most part, we work pretty good together. I mean, there's some times where it's a little tense, yeah. but Heard it wouldn't. Be event.
2: Yep. <laughs> I mean, every th- I work with my father-in-law every day, so God bless my heart, or is it God bless him? I don't know. Whatever.
3: Probably both.
2: Probably both. <laughs> now, it's not easy working with. No, family. I mean, then-
0: like like I said before, people think farming and agriculture is sexy. It may have its sexy parts, but you don't see the background to a lot of it and the frustration and the, the tears yeah. <laughs> to it. So, um, I and I would agree. I would think spending time with family is the best part of it, but I always look forward to the break after harvest where I get some <laughs> of my own chill time.
2: <laughs> I love to say the best part of my job is working with family and the worst part of my job is working Working with with family family. yep but I think that you know you're not alone Mm -hmm. I guess um and sometimes that doesn't always help when you're deep in, you know knee deep in shit and, and people are kind of bickering or we just happen to bicker with family don't know that we solved your problem today at all, because, well, I don't solve anybody's problem, I want everyone to know that horrible feeling of being alone, that you're not, and it feels like it, believe me, it feels like it, and you can text me and call me or DM me anytime you want, because I do, I I know those feelings, and there are people who have those feelings as
0: well. Yeah, that's why I wanted... Uh, to record this episode is just you are alone and I love just hearing people's stories and how they resonate with this podcast and just knowing that there are gals girls and men out there that um, both can absolutely resonate with a story that's being told so and you
1: may have opened some eyes of you know people's husbands dads because we do have a yep. lot of that age that listen And you know, you may have just telling your story, you may have made them more aware of their Mm own situation. Yes. And even
3: if it's just people that are dating or engaged, just, you know, like you said, being aware that this change is gonna happen. And it's like, I never even thought of it. And I was raised in this life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And just something to think about for, you know, going forward. Yeah.
2: And I think it's important to think, you know, you always think you're going to get past, well, we're through the rough patch. The thing is, is that every phase of life is different and has its rough patches. I, I think it's important to realize that you're never going to get past all of the hard times, but the hard times are what make the good times, the good times. Mm-hmm. I agree. Does that make sense? I, I think that when we got married, Chris and I, TMI, he'll probably have a heart attack of, of this. We used to fight a lot and um, he always envisioned marriage with no fighting and i'm like why we disagree we're two different people and i think that that goes for everything in life i think life isn't harmonious
0: am i wrong
3: no no and it's important to also make it clear that yes i hear what you're saying but it's okay if i feel this way too yeah i've learned that a lot too that Yes, I hear what you're saying, but you know, a lot of it is, you know, like home improvement stuff.
2: Oh, yes.
3: <laughs> no, that's that's not all that fun for me, but <laughs> uh, you you can still hold to what you believe
2: and still have an opinion, but be flexible mm-hmm. at the same time. Right. Which is right. good advice for the election today. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I voted. Yeah,
0: me too. We all voted.
2: So we all did our
0: civic duty today. And um, thank you again for sharing your story. Because when you, when you messaged me on Instagram, I go, oh, I want to talk about this. Because I know many people will resonate with it. So thank you for saying yes, even though you're like, oh, I don't know about this. So I, I love it when... And I always um, share, whether it's a review or a story with Karen and Jen, and they do too, whenever we give, whenever someone gives positive feedback, I won't say I share the negatives, although I've never seen a negative feedback, I guess, it's probably out there somewhere, I don't know. But we really appreciate when people reach out and say how this podcast has um, impacted their lives as well. So thank you for reaching
3: out. Thanks for having me, guys. It was a
0: lot of fun
2: talking with you. Yeah, thank you for coming on. And again, I don't want anybody to feel like they are alone. And and I I think sharing your story and and where you're coming from, even if somebody isn't in the exact same position, it still helps to know that not everyone's life is perfect.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Thanks, guys.
0: Thank you so much. Appreciate you so much. Bye, Bristol. talk soon guys thanks for hanging out with us join us next time for another episode of girls talk ad and if you can't wait until then connect with us on twitter